Hi, Pastor Greg here. I'm the pastor of the Jordan Assembly of God Church. You are either listening to the podcast version or you can also watch it live streaming on YouTube or recorded VOD of it. This is a new series and we are going to be going through the book of Colossians. I hope you enjoy this series. So without further introduction, the book of Colossians. So we have been going through the book of Colossians. Last week was Father's Day message, and it was kind of like a recap. And the as we're going through, the very first thing is to find life, that our ministry, our due, is found in the life of Christ. It's not found outside of Christ. And in Colossians, this was one of Paul's major things as we're praying unceasingly. I have to make sure that I indicate that because there was one entire Sunday where I kept on saying ceasingly. So if you, yeah, that's all I'm saying. So that was a major error on my part. But no, when we pray unceasingly, um, because there's a lot of things in ministry that we can do. And if we do it outside of the foundation of Christ, we're doing it in our own effort. And there's a lot of stuff that we can do in our own effort, but we're not supposed to um, because that's where burnout happens. It's where hurting of people happens. It's where just that, you know, offenses can actually start being gathered up. Why? Because we're doing it with our, within our own strength. <clears throat> and then another thing that Paul is indicating in the book of Colossians is authority, that God's authority is not based on election. He wasn't put into place. And it's not based on our perception, but that it is who he is. It is his character. Then the very next thing he goes into is that Jesus is the fullness. He is our completeness. It is finished. And in Genesis, you'll notice that after he, done, after he gets done creating a man, it doesn't say, and look, it is good. That doesn't happen until... Jesus is on the cross, and he says, it is finished. Because, and I, and I use in Colossians where it says, it, it was good to God for all the fullness and the completeness to be found in Jesus Christ. So you wonder about the people who are checking out their identity and, and having these issues and having these questions. It is really because, yes, we do not, we have a black hole where our identity is, but when we come to know Christ, that's where our completeness comes from. It's where everything starts to line up. It's how we understand ourselves. It's how we understand that relationship between God and us, the very creator of heaven and earth, and us is found in the relationship with Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah. And then we learned about the mystery that was hidden um, and it was God's salvation to the world. And that sometimes in our concern, when Paul says we want to present you, you know, perfect before the Lord, that we get into our heads that we need to be the ones that are setting things in place so that other people obey the laws and the rules. And that's not what Paul said. He said way before, I'm praying for you. I am interceding for you. We are teaching you. 
but never a pointing figures and making sure everybody is following the same exact thing and, and everything else like that, but only so that a person's heart and mind will be directed by the very correct thing it is, and that is that relationship with Jesus. Paul is very much ministering to a people that he doesn't, he didn't directly minister to. It's somebody else. And so it's like he's making sure of, okay, this is who you need to be following. This is who you need to be obeying. And this is how your ministry needs to go out of. And so in part five, we're finding out the foundation and protection. And in order to introduce this portion, I'm going to be going into Luke chapter 6, 46 through 49. But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? Whoever comes to me and hears my saying and does them, I will show you whom he is like. He is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. And when the flood arose and the stream beat vehemently against that house and could not shake it, for it was founded on the rock. But he who heard and did nothing is like a man who built a house on the earth without a foundation against which the stream beat vehemently and immediately it fell. And the ruin of that house was great. Let's pray. Father, we just come before you right now. We want to thank you for who you are and what you do and how you lead us and guide us. And I pray, Father, that we may just have a wonderful, wonderful time going through your word and worshiping you. In your name I pray. Amen. Our foundation and our protection. The reason why this is very important and the reason why Paul laid out Colossians like the way he did was because it is for your heart and it's for your relationship with God and how you present that relationship with God. Remember, we are not the, we are not the light, but Jesus is the light and we are the reflectors of what God is doing inside us to other people. So it's not found in the do, it's found in the reflecting of. And as we work, our work is founded in Christ. What do you consider to be right? Not what other people think, but what you consider to be right. Because it is between the relationship between God and you. It's not it's not about what another person may think, because to be quite honest, you can pretty much find a foundation to do and continue to live exactly the way you want to live, because you can find a person that will agree with you. Finding a person to agree with you is very easy. Finding a person, even a teaching, that agrees with you. But that has no holding and no bearing between the relationship between God and you. Because there is a right and there is a wrong, and it's not based on an opinion. It's not based on or governed on what people think. It's not based on what, what some people say. It's based on my relationship between God and what is right. Not based on perception. There's a lot of things going on right now that, that is based on feelings. Well, if God is love, then would, you, would it not be like really well to not judge or not say or not do these things? Or wouldn't God not have a problem with this thing in your life? Why would God have a problem with that thing? It makes you happy. So why would that not be a thing? But that's not what he says. Literally in the scripture, he says... 
what was it in Luke, that we were there. But why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do the things which I say? And it's, and it's not somebody else's opinion, it's what God says. It's not what the excuses that I can come up with, it's what God says. Here's the thing. It also doesn't allow us to make rules and laws so that other people will follow them. Do you catch that? It goes both ways. It doesn't allow for us to tell other people how to live, but it allows for us to lovingly come in and instruct in a good manner. It allows for us to lovingly say, you know what, the relationship with God should be more important than whatever you put in that place. So it's not about what I can convince myself. It's all about that relationship with God of what is right and what is wrong because he who is not elected is not, his leadership is not, and authority is not based on how we perceive him. It's, he's not based on whether or not we agree with him. It's based on the fact that he is right and he is good. And because he holds that authority, he is the one that determines what is good. And he is the one that determines right and wrong. A lot of people like to say there's a lot of gray area. There is no gray area with God. I'm sorry. There's a lot of grace. There's a lot of forgiveness. Yes. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that we may not understand in a person's life as they're going through this journey with Jesus, and we may not understand it and 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 get it. But there's not gray. With God, it is a set deal. Be holy as he is holy. I'm like, well, I can't do that. Well, I'm glad you can recognize that because if you can recognize that, then you need a savior. And guess what? If you need a savior, guess what? God's got you covered. You see what I'm saying? If you can, if you can, if you can recognize, I can't do that. You need a savior. And because of that, coming to know Jesus and, and coming and following after and understanding it's not about what makes sense and it's not about what feels right. It's about what God says is right. It's about that relationship with God that drives us. So let that be the launching pad and we're going to head on in into Colossians. Paul lays out several things in the beginning. He lays out life in Christ in the book of Colossians. He lays out Jesus' authority. He lays out our completeness in Christ. He lays out our treasure found in Christ. And he lays out our perfection following after Christ. Now in Colossians chapter 2, looking at verses 1 through 3, it says this. For I want you to know what a great conflict I have for you and those in Laodicea and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh. Why is this a thing? Well, because they have not seen him. He did not go there. One of the great worries during this period of time is, and you'll find this in the book of Acts, is making sure that there is a leadership that goes over and does the ministry. So if they hear where a ministry is going, they automatically send other leaders who are of like, a higher status like Paul or Barnabas or whatever, and they'll send them out. 
and doing that. Well, Epaphras is, is, you know, I probably enunciated it wrong, so I apologize, but he's the one that ministered, and so the, the, this group of people was really, you know, ministered to, and they had the very simple deal of, hey, listen, I have a faith in Christ. This is my testimony of believing in Christ. Do you come to know Christ? And they said yes, and these people are following after and doing a lot of great things. You can read that in the very beginning of Colossians. They're doing a lot of really, really great things. But Paul's like praying for you, and we're doing that because we don't know this. And one of the major, major things that nobody really truly wants to talk about but it is a very, very difficult for in the community of believers, well, are they really following after God? And that sometimes you have to strive with. Sometimes you have to very much do a lot of as a leadership, and Paul is striving and, and, and talking about this and going through, and, and, he's like, and he's like, I want you to know how much of a great conflict I have for you and those in Laodicea and for as many as have not seen my face in the flesh. Because you have the deal of, well, do they know all the do they know everything? Well, these conversations are going on and it's a striving. And this once again comes into the trust of the Holy Spirit. You see, even I, when I hear of a person I want to like, well, okay, well, I hope that they're prepared. I hope that they're prepared in their life. I hope that they're ready. Because when you come to know Jesus, that is normally about the time when life hits you right upside the head. I have, I have countless testimonies of I came to know Jesus and then I lost my business, I lost my wife, I lost my family, I lost all these things. Everything just crumbled in front of me. The praying unceasingly for that, that the ministry might go out and that people might have the firm foundation. Why? Because in verse 2, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love and attaining to all riches of the full assurance of understanding to the knowledge of the mystery of God, both of the Father and of Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So that conflict, that effort, that anxiety, that their belief in the gospel is true, that they're not basing it on whether or not they agree with one another. See, this is where we, we kind of have a problem with this, is that we, we think that in order to be able to fellowship with one another, we have to agree with one another, and that's just not going to happen. I'm sorry, the person that agrees with you the most is normally there's always one thing that's going to disagree with you. There's always going to be one person that has a, di a different opinion about you. And so he says, it's not about agreeing with one another, but that our hearts will be knit together. What does that mean? Knit together. I don't know if anybody's ever done any knitting, and I cannot necessarily say I've done a whole lot, but I've done my fair share of cross-stitching. That's fun, by the way. And when you go and you put the string in, if you just put the string in and you have only two holes in there and you pull, what's going to happen? 
You kind of have to have a knot on the end of that string because when you actually do it, or you're going to have to have a hand there in order to hold it down because that string is just going to come right out. But the more you knit or the more you sew or the more you cross-stitch, guess what happens? You can't pull it out. That our hearts will be knit together, not based on what we agree with, but based on who we follow. Not based on whether or not you're like, oh my word, I think this way or I do this thing or everybody is acting the same way. It's who do we follow? Who do we pursue? Who do we go after? Notice all his thing, life in Christ, Jesus' authority. Our completeness is in Christ. Your completeness, my completeness is in Christ. Always that one focal point of Jesus being the ultimate of who we go for, not based on opinion, but guess what? We have a tendency to divide ourselves into beliefs and feelings and ideology, and theology. Guess what? The best teacher of the book of the Word of God turns out to be, oh, believe it or not, God. Turns out the best, best teacher is the Holy Spirit that's within you. Turns out the best thing for you to do is to get into the Word and to read it and to know it and to study it. And then as you pursue, you get along with another person who's pursuing, and you get another person who's pursuing, and you get another person who's pursuing Jesus, and then you go and you keep on going, and you find a group of individuals, not in agreeance, but in who we follow. And then you discuss. See, that's what I think is really missing in today's day and age, just real good discussion that makes people think, that challenges our thought process, that challenges our beliefs of what we hold true. I cannot tell you how many Bible studies I have literally led and then stood up here leading the Bible and then thought one way and then somebody makes a comment. Drop something. Now, if I was being knit together by opinion, that would be really hard to do, wouldn't it? Because then all of a sudden I realized that that person didn't have the same opinion that mine did. But because our hearts and minds are knit together in love and knit together in the relationship with Jesus, that's where we're going. So that we have the full assurance and understanding, entirely confident in the knowledge of the, men, of the mystery intellectually putting together. That's what that all means. That knowledgeable, looking, researching, walking, finding, living, learning. Allowing your life to be conformed to the very image that God is making in you. Fully discerning. Did you know what fully discerning means? I had to look it up. Get a load of this. The power or faculty of the mind by which it distinguishes one thing from another as truth from falsehood, virtue from vice, acuteness of judgment, power of perceiving differences of things or ideas and their relations and tendencies. The mystery. So 
this is not about being blind faith. This is not about this is not about blindly following. This is about we knowingly understanding and intellectually putting together the fact that God is the creator of heaven and earth and he sent his son to die on the cross for us and that our relationship is found in God through the precious blood that was shed and then the raising up of Jesus as the son of God and realizing that our life is found in him. It is the building up of putting together and intellectually Intellectual, it's this very big thing. You may not understand this, but there's a lot of people who think that people who follow after God is just, well, not all there. It's like, no, 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 very intellectual. It's just not of an understanding that when you're in darkness, you cannot understand the light. You have to come to the light in order to be able to understand it. You have to be willing to come out of the darkness and understand it. You have to be willing to acknowledge the fact that I cannot be holy as he is holy because he is truly holy. I've got to acknowledge that. And why is this important? In verse 4, it says this, Now this I say, lest anyone should deceive you with persuasive words. In the Jewish Bible, it also puts it this way, I say this so that no one will fool you with plausible but specious arguments. Plausible means that may be applauded, that may gain favor or or hence superficially pleasing. And specious is showy, pleasing to the view. Everything on the outside looks good, meaning that we are not supposed to be just pew sitters in a church making things look good, but that in our hearts and our minds is our true relationship with God. So that we are not just, oh, you know, he, he goes or they go to church it's more along the lines of every single time I meet that person, that person is loving, that person is kind, that person shows the love of Christ, that person shows the love of God wherever they go. That person, I, I feel love from them when they're near me. I, and I can't stand them. But yet I feel love for them, so I can't, I can't even be angry because, do you see what I'm saying? He sets a table before me in the presence of my enemies. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. It's about you taking your relationship and on that firm foundation, and that foundation protects your heart so that when you go, no matter who you are in front of, whether or not they like you or don't like you, because of the love with which you show, a table is set before you. They shall know you by how you shall love one to another. So what's Paul saying? Paul's saying, 
have your firm foundation in Christ. And this I say to you, this I'm trying to tell you, lest anybody should try and come and with showy and flashy words make it nothing. Because on the outside you'll look really good, but on the inside, nothing. But where is God working? God works on the inside. That we may live for him. Let's pray. Father, I want to thank you for this day. I want to thank you for this time. I pray, Father, that we may just have a wonderful rest of the day, that we may follow after you, and that we may pursue you with all of our hearts, and that we may find that completeness. I thank you for everything you do and who you are. In your name I pray. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast or watching this video. I hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to listen or watch past broadcasts, you can go to agjordanmt.com. Until next time, I hope you have a wonderful day.